there anybody there? Can you hear me? Hello everyone. We are very happy with the feedback on our first episode. For port rookies like us, the audience was massive and now we have more responsibility to deliver a second app to you. Today, our journey goes through children e-games and outdoor activities, the second chapter of our novel, and at the end, the lovely questions from our listeners. Hi, Fabio. So, can you tell us how you used to play when you were 12 or 13? Uh, well, at the age of 12, I used to play video games a lot, uh, even though I would also play outdoors sometimes, like riding a bike or playing street games. Yeah, it seems that video games uh, took a bigger part of your time than street games. How did you and your family, especially your mother, use it to deal with that? Yeah, I, I think it did indeed. Um, but back then, adults knew very little about technology, so they were not really able to deal with that very well. Like my mom, for example, wasn't very happy about it, but she didn't know exactly what to do about that. Uh, she did try to impu impose some limits uh, and get me play outdoors, which in her view was the right way of playing, you know. Uh, she even tried hiding the power cable of uh, my video games sometimes, but that didn't work out so well because I only got pissed off, but I, I wouldn't really go out, right? Ah, Fabio, it's very interesting to listen to you and the history and the maps uh, repeats itself. Um, 20 years later, the challenge for our youth are still the same. The conflict between video games and street games, sports, and in some outdoor activities. Yeah, that's true, I guess, right? Maybe it's now even more challenging than ever because of technology and etc. you know. So today we're going to talk to Dr. Pavarovsky, who is a specialist in human behavior, who has some interesting thoughts to share with us. Let's welcome Dr. Pavarovsky. Welcome to everyone. Welcome to everyone. I'm very happy to be here to talk about this very important subject. We need to understand our societal change a lot and, in this sense, the technologies play a very important role for everything. For you, Fabio, for Xavier, for me, for our children. Oh, nowadays, we get in contact with um, computers and screens earlier and earlier. So, we now see babies on tablets or smartphones playing games even before they have learned to talk or walk. Yeah, I have seen that. And I wonder how it can affect their development and interest in sports and outdoor activities, doctor. In fact, the truth is the technologies affect everyone, 
in all cells. But of course, for babies and kids, it's stronger. If you look at um, a standard middle-class family, outdoors is a second-tier activity, whereas uh, streams and video games are prevalent. Parents don't spend much time doing physical activity with their kids, and TV and games take up most of the kids' free time. Yeah, that's that's really sad, right? But interestingly, there are some kids who end up doing some sports, such as playing soccer or swimming classes. Uh, however, most of them give it up before becoming adults, right? Um, I don't know if this is uh, very sad or very happy. It happens and uh, we need to be very, be very careful. Like you said, some kids do sports for many reasons. Parents, school, club, social inclusion. And we need to understand better the kids who stay in sport until they become adults. I really think the key to the answer goes through the successful case, but it's a hard war. Yeah, and, and at what age, like when do kids generally give up sports and uh, are there specific reasons they generally do that? It's a very good question. Um, the, the turnover at the age of 12. And that's interesting because the sport is beginning to become more competitive. The majority declines this challenge to be happy with friends on e-games, where there is a very little expectation on them. And you know, nowadays with advanced technology, e-games are very appealing and they get you connected to friends from all around the world. All right, all right. Thank you so much, Dr. Pavarovsky. That's a very interesting issue. And all society needs to turn attention to this huge challenge affecting the mental and physical health of future generations. Xavier. Thank you, Fabio. Thank you, Dr. Pavarovsky. This is a very interesting subject, and I really think we need to use technologies to motivate our youth to practice outdoor activities. And now let's move on this, to the second chapter of our novel written by L.L. Sheepold. In the previous chapter, the mood of the couple chants when a mystery's letter arrives to the wife. So let's see what happens today. Strange? Why? He's a man of God. God and gold, right? <laughs> Will you open it? I'm going to have a shower now. I told you, I'm exhausted. Open it, darling. Oh, easy, P. Wife laughs softly and ironically. She lays the letter on the table and walks away. The husband stays there staring at the letter. He opens the refrigerator, grabs a beer and opens it. She shouts from the shower. Will you turn down the fire, please? Okay. Hey, can you put it down? Sorry, I don't 
don't want to hear your pups more. Wife returns to the kitchen and sees her husband holding the letter. What the hell? The meat of our podcast, or should I say the soybean of our podcast, the questions from you, only you. The first question is from Lily from New Scotland. And Lily wants to know what she does with this question about activities for children, because she is not a mom and never will be. Well, Lily, that's a good point. Um, it's important to understand, though, that this doesn't concern just our kids. It's about all kids and our society, right? It's about the health of our society. Babies and kids will become the adults that will rule our world, and we ought to care for them so we have a promising future for our nations. Ah, very good question, Fabio. Very good answer for this question. And Fabio, I th really think Pavarovsky shook the minds of our listener. And the second question <laughs> comes from listener called Rocky12. It's a 12-year-old boy from Atlanta, US, and he wants to know, and wants to know, Fabio, is masturbating in the garden an outdoor activity? I love our audience. We only get good questions. Well, Rocky, it depends. It depends, actually. Uh, it comes down to where you ejaculate in the garden or you run into the house to finish it. If you finish it outside, it's definitely an outdoor activity uh, that are actually works towards be, uh, turning it into uh, an Olympic game. <laughs> uh, but otherwise, we should call it a hybrid sport practice. And by the way, be careful not to develop a very dangerous physical condition from masturbating the famous unequally sized arms. Yeah, yeah, it's a very good point. I don't know it's um, uh, activity alone of, uh, in a couple, but okay, let's do it in a garden, let's do it in a room. Fabio, and the last but not the least uh, question is mine. Fabio, at the end of our podcast, are you in or are you out? Should I stay or should I go? Did I shoot the sheriff? Did I? Did I? Play did I? I'm in. I'm always in. Except when I'm out. Bye bye. Fabio, thank you, our listener. Thank you, Rocky12. Thank you, Lily. Thank you, everyone. I really enjoy with you today. And uh, in French now, be careful. I would like to send a kiss to my mom, to my daddy, and especially to you, Shusha Menegel. I love you. Bye-bye.